Today, the church gives us the very familiar passage of Martha and Mary. And we can say, try to put ourselves in the one category or the other, if we're a Martha or you're a Mary. But in reality, I think Jesus' words to Martha are relevant to all of us. All of us can be tempted into the same state or disposition that Martha is in our gospel. Jesus says to Martha, 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 you're anxious and worried about many things. There is need of only one thing. What is this one thing? The one thing is Jesus. The one thing is Jesus' will for us. The one thing is actually doing what Jesus and God wants us to do. You see, Martha, she was doing a lot, a lot of good things, serving. She was working hard. But it wasn't actually what the Lord wanted for her at that moment. And therefore, she was left worried and anxious. Early on in Mother Teresa's ministry down in India, in Calcutta to the poorest of the poor, she was gaining some notoriety, and there was a journalist from a famous magazine, it might have been Time, decided to follow her around for a few days to figure out who this little, short nun from Albania, what she was doing around here, and what was so special. And so, after three days following her around, helping dozens and dozens of people, bringing dozens and dozens of people into her community to care for them, he was physically exhausted, but even more so emotionally exhausted. And at the end of these three days, he said to Mother, Mother, you've done so much in these three days. Dozens and dozens of people you've brought in, you've helped them, you've fed them, some of them... They've been able to die with someone around them and not alone. But for every person you bring in here, thousands and thousands are still going to die alone and not be helped. What you're doing is a drop in the bucket. How can you do that? And Mother said to him, the famous line, you've probably heard it before, God calls me to be faithful not successful. God calls me to be faithful, not successful. In a word, God wanted me to help those people I helped. And in some way, he didn't want me to help those other people who I weren't, wasn't able to help. Friends, I believe there are many good things that we do, that we partake in, that we're interested in. But things that may not be what God wants us to do, things that God may not want us to be focused on. And therefore, we're left anxious, we're left worried a lot of the time. My point is that it's easy for us to do things, to be interested in things, just because that's what you do. That's what the world does. But that we actually need to prayerfully discern what is God's will, what he actually wants for me. How does God actually want us to live our marriages? How does God actually want us to live our family life? So one example is, does God want both of us, mother and father, working? And if so, how much? 
There's a book that was written a couple years ago by a woman named Jennifer Fulweiler. She's Catholic. She has, she's an atheist convert. She has um, a podcast. She writes books. And she's also on tour for comedy. She's, she's quite funny and good to listen to. She wrote a book called One Beautiful Dream. My cousin read this. And she said to me that she didn't really agree with a lot of it, though. Because in this book, the idea is that you can do it all. And it's okay if, you know, things aren't perfect and there's messes here and there and, you know, everything's not in order. And what she said is, my cousin said is, yes, it's okay if things aren't perfect. There's always be challenges. There will always be messes. But we shouldn't set ourselves up for that because we're doing too much. We need to set ourselves up for happy, healthy, and holy living. We should only do that which God wants us to actually do. I speak about my family a lot, and I have the oldest of six, and I have two sisters that are nurses, and a similar thing happened to the both of them when they were early on in their marriages, is the father and my brother-in-law would work during the day, and then my sisters, they would go to the hospital in the evening. And this allowed them, you know, not to worry about daycare. But it put some stress on their marriage, and things didn't quite get done around the house, as it should. They said that they felt like two ships passing in the dark. The dark, the ships can't see each other, and they just kind of pass like this. Or maybe a, a less glamorous example. If you ever watch wrestling, they have tag team wrestling, you know, so they, one guy's in the wrestling and then tags the other person and they come in. They realized it wasn't working, what they were doing. And so although it was challenging, they had to budget more, sacrifice some things, my sisters and their husbands decided that they would stay at home. And they have found other ways to supplement the main income from home. I saw this also work well with my parents. When I was first born, my dad was in residence, or sorry, med school at the University of Minnesota. And so my mom was the one kind of working as a nurse while my dad was doing med school, so I was home with my dad. But soon thereafter, when we went to Chicago and he started residency, my mom, for the most part, was at home, and she did some daycare when we were in Chicago as well. But the beautiful thing I saw between my parents was that they were a team, both having different roles, but truly appreciating what the other did. I never saw my mom say, geez, you know, I really could have made a name for myself in the corporate world. And my dad never looked down at my mom saying, all you do is stay home and I'm doing the real important stuff. They truly appreciated what each and other did. But again, it wasn't perfect all the time. I remember one time around the, the dinner table, looking at the budget and the checkbook, and my dad's like, where did all the money go? <laughs> um, but they were a good team, and they appreciated what each other did for that team. I've had good wives and mothers who work full-time come up to me feeling guilty because maybe they get easily frustrated with their 
their husbands or they lose patience with their kids and it happens a lot and they just they they're, they feel guilty they want to love them they want to serve them well but they just can't because they have limited time and energy they may be doing too much and may not be physically possible to do it all so what is god actually wanting from us Are we anxious and worried about many things rather than the one thing? We can also consider the various sporting events and activities that we do. Does God want us to be going from one sporting event or activity to another every night? Does he want us to be away from home every other weekend? I raise my hand, I'm guilty of this. (laughs) Growing up, did it all the time. But I don't know if that truly is the best. A mother from our parish recently posted on Facebook, you can't do everything. You can't do everything. We all have limited time and energy. So here's the question for us all, and not just those with kids at home. This is a question even those who are widowed or single or empty nesters. Have we consciously and intentionally decided how we are living our lives? what we are partaking in? Or are we doing these things just because that's what you do? It's what everyone else does. How does God want us to live? How does he want us to live our marriages and home life? What will actually lead to happy, healthy, and holy living? As a parish, as a pastor, I truly believe that I have the duty to do everything in my power to make it more possible for families to live happy, healthy, and holy Our school is offering free tuition next year for new families. We will make sure every family can afford to send their their children to our school. I want to offer more and more activities and sports here at our parish so that our parents and families can control them rather than being controlled by them. Let me know how I and the parish can support you as a family in becoming even more happy, healthy, and holy. Brothers and sisters, much of what we are doing is good, very good. But maybe it has made us more and more worried and anxious like Martha. Are we missing the one thing, Jesus, and his will for us? Have we really prayerfully considered the one thing, what God wants for us in our lives? Martha, Martha, you are anxious and worried about many things. There is need of only one thing.